this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. It's Betsy here, episode six of Coaches Chat. On these individual episodes where it's just me chatting, giving some advice, giving some actionable tips for improving your training career, I should be keeping them short and sweet. And I said under 20 minutes and I've been roughly around 2025. But today I am on a time crunch, so I am trying to fit it in the actual time. So I'm gonna keep the topic short, but something that I think is super important and I'll probably expand on in future episodes. This is all about taking the guesswork out of what your clients need, i.e. please stop making assumptions about what your clients want or need and ask better questions. That's what we're talking about today. An important topic, something that can get so easily overlooked and separates a thoughtful, inquisitive, and effective trainer from someone who can churn out programs but not really address the individual needs of the person who is paying you for their services. Where does assumption come into play in personal training? Oftentimes we're gonna see it in an initial meeting with a prospective client. So a personal trainer is going to see or speak to a potential client, a prospective client, and make an assumption without asking first about what their particular goal is. We see this a lot in our assumption that someone has a weight loss goal or a body composition goal because of a judgment you might be making by the sheer fact that you're just looking at someone. And there's a lot we can unpack there and a lot of assumption we have specifically from a really fat phobic society that we exist in, that we make those assumptions. um, And that can be very problematic. We can also make assumptions around age, around gender, around perceived gender. Again, any of these things are what that client wants from you as a trainer just from looking at them and not having a thoughtful conversation that is led by the potential client. Another place where these assumptions can show up are in how a client that we're working with 
is doing in terms of their progress toward a goal, i.e. how they're following a program, how they are adopting their particular habits, all of these things, we can make assumptions about their dedication level, maybe about their work ethic or their general effort. And that is taking our own personal bias and putting it on them rather than learning more about their individual circumstances and rather than making those assumptions, finding out what the obstacles are slash what are the things that are contributing to the behaviors or the challenges that they face as they try to complete the program and or the habits that we've set out for them. And I think it's pretty clear in listening to that description of places where assumption can come into play in personal training and and realize that's not what it's limited to, but those are just two big examples and maybe the two biggest examples that can really affect a client's experience. I I think you can hear the problem with that because what you can hear is that the experience then is now about the trainer and not about the client themselves. And our personal feelings, um, biases, whether they are known to us or not, are affecting that individual's experience and thereby impeding the results that that individual might actually want. I talk about this a lot with new trainers when I say that personal training is a blend of what you want for that client and what they want for themselves. And that blend is important because You have a personal responsibility as the professional to keep someone safe and to provide safe and effective movement-based training and health and wellness coaching within the scope that fits your particular job. But that is the part where your opinions come in, where you are doing what is safe and effective and in line with scientific principles. But also, this client is paying for your services, and so their wants and goals are also going to be very important. And likely, as long as those wants and goals aren't, in opposition to good sound scientific principles and aren't putting them in a dangerous, unsafe, um, ineffective position, then likely you are going to tailor more of what they need to what it is they want. So how do we go about eliminating those assumptions and effectively listening to our clients and programming for and delivering results related to their specific goals, not what we think their goals should be. 
This is an important question. Some of this is going to start with just some really thoughtful introspection about our subconscious and our bias that um, appears places, sometimes that we're not aware of. So really getting thoughtful around um, what we are thinking about when we see individuals in larger bodies, when we see women come into the gym, or when we see older individuals, what the first thing we unconsciously think of, uh, what comes to mind. Again, we may not be able to control that thought that it enters our mind, but we can control what we do with it. And so then the next next step after sort of unpacking those cultural beliefs that override most of our thought processes, the next step is then asking. And I mean genuinely asking. So leaving aside our notions of what we think they might want and not wording that into our question. Tell me a little bit about why you want to lose weight is still asking someone and assuming that they have a weight loss goal. Whereas, tell me a little bit about what brought you into the gym today. Leaves room for whatever kind of goal they might have. And you're letting them lead the conversation. So in so much of our work, particularly to be an effective coach or trainer, we have to be ready to let someone else lead the conversation. The client is controlling that, particularly right now as we're learning about their goals. And then as we're learning about how the program is working for them, how they are doing outside of the gym, how they are incorporating new habits, we're letting them lead that conversation. That's really, really important. Sometimes there is a fear, especially when we're working with a prospective client, that we need to showcase our knowledge and to prove to you that I'm really smart and to prove that you should spend your money with me. I have to talk, 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 talk at you. But the effective coach and trainer who is going to be able to build a program specifically designed to that individual's goal is going to ask more open-ended questions. They're going to continue to ask more questions. So oftentimes one question, the answer leads to another question and another question and another question within reason, certainly. These are all really important elements of getting to the heart of what someone specifically wants from their training experience. And if you are letting them lead the conversation, then you are going to get what it is they want from the experience versus what you are assuming they want from the experience. 
you certainly can provide them with context and with scientific background on what is most effective in training. But in any of those comments, we also want them to be generated from the conversation versus me just assuming because I have decided by the way you look, you've never strength trained before. Let me tell you about the benefits of strength training. But first I might wanna ask what your experience is. And I might find out very quickly that you have a wealth of knowledge around resistance training and that you've been strength training for a long time. If I made an assumption just based on the look of your body, I would be doing you a disservice and I would make that experience really uncomfortable and not positive for you. Additionally, once we're working with that client, we don't wanna make assumptions around their adherence to our program as some form of lack of willpower or lack of effort. Instead, what I want to do is find out more about what challenges they're facing, about what obstacles stand in the way, and about what they need more from me to be successful. Maybe that's helping them reframe the habit so that it is smaller and easier for them to manage. Maybe it's for me to better understand the demands of their work or their family life so that I can help create a program and homework slash habits and nutrition focus around their actual real life rather than assuming that every single person that comes in the gym has the same situation that I do or the same situation as the quote unquote, these are real big air quotes I'm given, ideal client. I don't want to assume that just because someone can't do something or hasn't done something or things aren't going exactly as planned that they aren't interested in it. Oftentimes, I have just not set them up for success. So making an assumption about someone really takes the onus off the trainer and that's where we get bad trainers. You have to take some personal responsibility for how things are going. Again, it's not a reflection of who you are as a human being, but it is a reflection of, I'm not meeting that person's particular needs right now. Is it always gonna be that way? No, but what can I do to be more effective? How can I get better? This is a surefire way when we eliminate those assumptions and start to look at what we can do better, that we actually become a better trainer. So the goal is aiming to limit our assumptions, checking our assumptions at the door, asking open-ended questions, and letting that client lead the conversation so they are the one that gets to determine what direction their programming, what direction their client experience moves in. And the more we learn about them, the more assumptions start to go out the window. So that's it for today. So happy that you could join me here. Just a reminder, 
You can find more coaching resources on befosterstrong.com. And you can also check me out on Instagram at foster underscore strength. I'd love to talk more about this. I'd love to talk about the topic of today and other episodes. So feel free, DM me on Instagram. Send me an email, betsy at befosterstrong.com and let's connect. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.